Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living For Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living For Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living For Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. Welcome back and last week was, was it Memorial Day weekend? I am so discombobulated with the weeks lately, but we were not here on the podcast the week before we traveled to Kentucky. If you are interested in visiting the Ark Encounter, go over to simplylivingforhim.com, click on the blog, and you can read my review of our amazing experience out there. I have wanted to travel to the Ark Encounter for years, since before it even opened. I remember when it was just being built, and our kids, we would all talk about, someday we're going to go there. So it was like a dream come true to finally get to go and visit, and it was beyond anything I even thought. It was so amazing. We had a great time. So you can check out my Instagram. I have some pictures, video, and then head over to the blog and read my review. I also want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is one of our very favorite homeschool curriculum providers. They have science, they have math, they have Bible, they have um, world biblical worldview. Go over and check out everything Apologia has to offer. Right now you can save 100, no, I'm sorry, you can get free free shipping on orders over $150 within the contiguous United States. Uh, This is the time to place your order for next year. Get it done now so you don't have to think about it over summer. I always recommend Apologia Science for the early ages. It was one of our very favorite uh, curriculums to use when my kids were uh, littler, and I just highly, highly recommend it. So today I wanted to talk about finding freedom in living a simple life. We're going to talk all about that today. Like, what is a simple life? No, it's not minimalism. I've talked about this on here before. I mean, yes, for some people it is. Um, It is like, you know, just focusing on living a minimalistic lifestyle. For me, And for this um, ministry here at Simply Living for Him, it has never been about necessarily how much stuff you have or living a minimalist lifestyle. It's always been about getting rid of distractions, getting rid of anything that hinders you in your walk with the Lord, getting rid of the things that kind of bog you down um, and the things that get in the way, the things that take your eyes off of Jesus. You know, I've been preaching this message for over a decade here at Simply Living for Him, and I still struggle myself in this area. There's been lots of times of growth, but there's always times that like I get set back. And so, you know, that is just a reminder that we need to stick close to the Lord. We need to be constantly filled up on his word. We need to be constantly pointing each other to him so that we can continue our walk with him um, and not get, you know, distracted and hindered and bogged down. Because 
we will never arrive. We will never be like, oh, I made it. I am finally, you know, living this life and I never go backwards. Like we will never arrive um, until Jesus returns someday. Things will not be perfect. But while we are on this path, it's so helpful to walk alongside each other. That just reminds me to tell you guys about our Simple Living for Him retreat, because um, we do just that at the retreat. We point you to Jesus. We walk alongside each other. We make new friends. And it's just all about sisters in Christ encouraging one another. And the most important thing about the whole event is we put our eyes on Jesus for two days straight. And so that is coming up in July. Registration is closing this month. So if you are staying on site at the lodges at Gettysburg, where our retreat will be held, the room block closes on June 13th, and then tickets will close for the retreat shortly thereafter. So you can still purchase the tickets to the retreat. You just won't be able to get the discount for the room block. So you can stay, you know, anywhere you'd like in the nearby area. Also, brand new, we are working on live streaming the event. So not the entire event. Well, we'll live stream the sessions. Uh, we will sell tickets for that. And that's going to open up soon. I'm just trying to work out the last few uh, tweaks on that. And I just wanted to encourage you that there will nothing, you know, will replace being there in person with the fellowship, the beautiful uh, location, the, uh, you know, time together. But many people, you know, I know want to come and can and want to benefit from the teaching. So we will make those teaching sessions available. We will live stream them, but you will also have access once the retreat is over to watch them as many times as you like. So look for those tickets coming soon. All right. So back to what we're talking about here. Um, finding freedom in a simple life. You know, a simple life to me, as I said, means getting rid of all the distractions and all the things that hinder us. You know, Paul says there in the Bible that we should, you know, run this race unhindered. Uh, actually, it's not Paul, it's in Hebrews, and we don't know exactly the author of Hebrews. But, you know, it talks about getting rid of all of those things that encumber you, that, um, you know, weigh you down. And to, to run this race well, we need to run it in freedom because we are free, right? Many of us are free in Christ, but still live in bondage. We live in bondage to the things of this world. We live in bondage um, to our stuff. You know, we can be a slave to stuff, a slave to people's opinions, a slave to just keeping up with the world, always feeling like you need to keep up with what everybody else is doing. Maybe you're a slave to your anxiety or, you know what, even yourself. We can be a slave to ourselves by focusing too much on us. And that may sound like kind of mean. You're like, but no, we're supposed to have self-love and focus on us and our self-esteem and we're empowered and we're all that stuff. But none of that matters if you don't see yourself as uh, a child of God and you don't see your power coming from him and you don't see your self-worth and your value coming from your identity in him. We had a uh, event uh last month, no, in April, um, at my church, it was a women's event. And we talked all about this. And at the end, we were talking about how the world is very focused on, um, 
you know, self and self-worth and self-esteem and being, you know, empowered and, you know, reciting affirmations to yourself daily about yourself. And all those things are well and good, but they're really empty if they're not based on your identity in Christ. So at the end of the day, I actually handed out a handout that had affirmations on it, but they were affirmations about the Lord so that we know that we are only powerful and only complete in him. And, you know, when we have, when we like recite affirmations daily about who God is, there's power in that. There aren't power, there isn't power in reciting, I am wonderful, I am great, I am good. No, there is power in him to make us worthy of anything. So anyway, maybe I will have to make that printout available on my website for all of you because I just think it's really important that we focus on God and we're not a slave to trying to, you know, build ourselves up. The more we uh, know him, the more we will know about ourselves. You know, you aren't defined by what you do or how you look. You are so free in Christ You don't have to answer to anyone but him. And when you spend time in the word, you find freedom. And so it's kind of counterintuitive because the world tells us, you know, that we should, uh, you know, not serve anyone but ourselves, right? And so the Christian life is exactly the opposite. It sounds kind of strange. Like, how do you find freedom if you're a slave to Christ, right? Or you're a servant of Christ. We're actually going to be exploring this theme in depth at our Simply Living for Him retreat. So um, that's really a big, huge part of the theme for the weekend is living out as a disciple of Christ and a servant of Christ. But when we are serving Him, we are not doing it um, because we are being forced to do it right? We recognize that our master loves us and cares for us and protects us and made us. And there is so much freedom in living for him and not for the things of this world. And the things that kind of bound me over the past, bind me, bound me over the past few years or the things that can kind of get a hold on me, I've realized that I'm letting loose of more and more and more. Um, And, you know, I can get in this place where I'm truly free. Like, I feel like I'm living for the Lord. I don't care what other people think. I am not living for the things of this world. And then I often get trapped back again in the world. So I imagine that many of you out there would feel the same. So let's discuss that. Like, what is binding you? What are you a slave to? Is it other people's opinions? I know for me, that can definitely um, stop me from living for the Lord. Because think about it. It says in the Bible that you can't serve two masters, right? And when we are putting anything above the Lord, we're serving two ma- we're trying to serve two masters but we we so we can't really serve him well if we are allowing anything else to lord over us or to master you know to be our master and so if it's something like other people's opinions you can be free from that and you might say how how can i be free cuz other people are always there they always exist i'm always worried about what they think but you can be free from that 
because when you are truly following the Lord and you truly surrender 100% to him and you truly want him to be Lord over your life, he takes precedence over what other people think. I just had something happen this week that actually fits into this very well. And, you know, I definitely don't like to disappoint people. I don't like people like thinking um, things about me that I feel like maybe are not true or I feel like, you know, um, it's maybe skewed a little bit or they have like a bad, um, you know, a negative outlook on something I did or whatever it is. And I had something happen recently where I felt like I was really, really disappointing somebody. And I just felt like, you know, even if they tell me, oh, it's okay. You know, I feel like behind my back, it's going to be like, you know, they're really still disappointed. And that bothers me. You know, I would actually rather them say to me, I am disappointed in you than say, oh, it's fine. And then I, I live with this feeling of like, yeah, but it's really not fine. They're really mad at me. They're really disappointed in me. They really think I'm a big schmuck, whatever it is. And so I said to Steve the one day, my husband, I said, you know, I just, you know, I, I, he said to me, it doesn't matter what other people think. And I said, I know, but it does because, you know, I don't want anybody to be disappointed in me. And he's like, if you've prayed about the decision you're making and you've gone to the Lord with it and you are doing what you feel the Lord wants you to do it doesn't matter. And I know that logically, but I bet many of you can relate to me that deep down, it still feels like it matters, right? You still feel like you don't want other people to be disappointed in you or have a negative thought about you or feeling about you. So anyway, I saw a little breakthrough this week because I really still felt the disappointment coming from this other person. And I just kind of had to say to myself, well, that's on them. If they're disappointed in me, like so be it. I cannot please everyone. I cannot make my decisions based on what other people think of me. I have to base my decisions on the discernment that comes from the Lord. Because I would imagine that the disciples made many decisions back in Bible times that disappointed people. You know, they would leave everything to go follow Jesus. And in the end, we know that we have to follow him. We have to make our decisions based on our time in prayer with him and where he leads us. And if people are disappointed, then so be it. And I think that's the hard part. It's easy to say, oh, who cares what people think or who cares if people are disappointed? But it's really hard to not care. And so I really felt this week when this happened, I thought, you know what? That's definitely the Holy Spirit working in me. So recognize that as well. When you are getting rid of things that distract you and hinder you, you're allowing the spirit to work in you, right? We can clutter things up so much when we just don't allow the spirit to work in us. Like we have the power of the Holy Spirit. So if we feel like, oh, I'm going to disappoint somebody or I'm going to feel badly about it, the spirit can work in us. 
to not allow that thing to take a hold on us, to not allow other people's opinions to take a hold on us, to truly live in the freedom of knowing that you are alive in Christ, your life is lived for him. And yes, people may not always like you and they may not always like your decisions. But in the end, you're not living for them. You're living for him. And in the end, if they're thinking negative thoughts that are unjust toward you, or they're thinking, you know, um, in ways about you that you think, you know, you don't deserve, that's between them and the Lord. And the Lord will work that out. And so many of us live for what other people think, whether it's like I said, in disappointing someone, or maybe you're living for what other people think that you want others to think highly of you. You want them to think you have it all together. You want them to think you're, uh, you know, living your best life and you want them to recognize that. And that my friends is a source of pride and we don't want to live that way either. So if we're feeling like, you know, we care what other people think, but in the opposite way, we just want them to think so highly of us, then perhaps we need to simplify things by recognizing that our pride is hindering us and our pride is binding us, right? It's giving, we don't want to be a, a, in bondage to our pride. What does the Lord say in the Bible about pride, right? We do not want to live a prideful life. When we're living a more simple life and we're getting rid of distractions and we're getting rid of hindrances, it helps us to live a life of humility. And a life of humility is what the Lord wants from us. He wants us to live humbly. He doesn't want us puffing our lives up with stuff or puffing our souls up with pride. He wants us to maybe have less so we can have more of him. He wants us to have less about ourselves so we can live more humbly. Now, it doesn't mean like, you know, they say uh, that quote is, you know, humility isn't thinking less of yourself, but it's just thinking of yourself less. I didn't make that quote up. I forget who actually said it. Maybe C.S. Lewis. I don't remember. But it's not thinking of yourself you know, that it's not me like feeling like oh, I'm so unworthy. That's not humbleness, like humility. Humility is just that you're, you're putting others above yourselves. In our Simply Living for Him online community, we've been studying the book of Philippians. Totally a simple study. We're literally just reading passages through the whole book of uh, Philippians verse by verse uh, each week. And it's been amazing. It's been so wonderful. Again, simple, simple, simple study. Want to simplify things in your your time with the Lord? Come on over to the community because we're not doing anything crazy. No videos, no worksheets, no homework. It's you and the Lord. You know, you spending time in the Lord every day and then talking about it with other women. That's basically the study. And it's actually been, for me, one of the most fruitful studies that I've done in a long time. I really feel like my time with the Lord unhindered by and not distracted by, oh, but this person said this, and maybe I need to, you know, read this extra thing. It's just, no, I'm going to sit with the Lord and I'm going to read these verses and I'm going to pray and I'm going to meditate on them. I'm going to let him show me, you know, what he wants me to learn. And so it's been beautiful to do that. But, you know, in Philippians, it talks about this. We're doing this part this week um, about considering others above yourselves, you know, and that's humility. And so when we are thinking about ourselves too much, 
you know, it, it can cause pride. I was reading something this week as well about, you know, often when we, um, things that can, you know, make us a slave or can keep us in bondage and don't allow us to truly live in freedom. Things that we definitely can simplify would be just those very things. Like the world is telling us these days, you know, some people struggle with, you know, their weight or eating disorders. Um, Some people struggle with, um, you know, their body image. Some people struggle with, you know, trying to keep up appearances where, you know, they feel like they, I mean, nowadays, have you seen like Instagram lately? We did our makeup back in the 80s and the 90s <laughs> very differently than they do it today. I mean, if you look at one of these like tutorials about doing makeup, it's complicated. You've got to contour and you've got to do all these things. And I'm like, what happened to just put on the mascara and the eyeshadow? I mean, people look beautiful these days, that's for sure. But it's complicated. And, you know, sometimes I watch these things and I'm like, wow, I really don't know what I'm doing with my makeup. And so it's just, you know, it's funny to think about like even down to that. I mean, these are like superficial things. But if we think about how much time and energy we may put into our appearance or how we look, and I'm not saying that we all need to walk around like with no makeup, don't do your hair, look terrible. No, we definitely, I I like to... um, you know, have a uh, nice presentation, so to speak, you know, to to care enough about myself to look decent. But what I'm saying is there you can take it to the other extreme where it's all you think about. I have to have the perfect outfit. I have to have the right shoes. I have to have the perfect hair and makeup. I have to have the perfect weight. And, you know, all of these focuses on outward appearances we know, again, are going to take us to a prideful place. And they're also going to make us distracted from what truly matters. And that's the inside, which we know what it says in the Bible, right? It says that God looks at the heart. And, you know, it even talks in First Peter, or is it Second Peter? I don't know off the top of my head about, you know, adorning yourself, women on the outside with, you know, um, how you look when we should be beautiful on the inside. And so those things are important to recognize if you are starting to get a little bit too distracted on those things. Um, you know, I talked just recently about living in the financial times right now that we are, right? And how we need to get back to the basics. I mean, I just can't even afford to go get a new outfit anymore for every little thing or new shoes or whatever it is. It's like, you know what? I'm going to make do with the makeup I have. I'm going to make do with the closet that I have of clothes. And, you know, it used to bother me. Like, I can't wear the same dress to a speaking event that I wore to, you know, another one. Like, seriously, who cares. I think people are coming to hear the message that I have to say and not the outfit that I wear. And I mean, I'm just being real and honest here. Like I've thought those thoughts and it's ridiculous and it's convicting myself. I'm being like, no, like who cares? I am not wanting people to notice me. I want them to see Jesus and hear the message that I speak. So that's something, you know, that I would have to work on and say, you know, to simplify things, to uh, get rid of anything that is distracting me from my purpose. And so, you know, maybe for you, you struggle with, um, you know, trying to simplify the, like we just said, people's opinions um, or you know, outward appearances. And then there's the other, you know, material things, the, the homes. I've talked about this many times on Simple Living for Him, but, you know, I, I would say that if we 
added up all the time and effort and energy that we put into like remodeling, renovating and decorating our homes. And we put that into our time with the Lord and serving others. This world would be changed. This world would be changed. Like seriously, if you think about how much time and effort, just like go to your TV and there's a million different stations, you know, that are dedicated to our homes and how they look and and decorating and renovating. You go um, on the internet and there's a bazillion accounts that are dedicated to aesthetics and how your home should look. You know, just this week, again, and this is another area where, you know, I have never been like one to fuss over my home, but it's, you know, everybody wants their house to look decent. And just this week, like something so tiny, I mean, I'm going to admit it here because it's just so silly and tiny, but I wanted to just give you a tiny example. Like our dishwasher's broken. I've told you guys this on Instagram and I don't miss it one bit. I don't mind hand washing the dishes. I love washing the dishes. Um, and I didn't like having the big clunky like dish dryer thing on my counter like I felt like it was an eyesore or it took up time. I even got like a nice pretty one at Walmart um, because, you know, I just felt like it, it took up space and, you know, we do have a fair amount of counter space. So it's not like we have this tiny kitchen and it was taking up space. Then at one point I was actually setting the dishes to dry in the dishwasher because <laughs> our dishwasher isn't functional, but I could pull out the drying rack and stick them on there. Um, And then I was also like putting them on a towel on the counter and then like, you know, letting them dry and they dry pretty quickly. And then I found that I was going through towels like crazy though, because the towels were just getting sopping wet. So just the other day, I was like, why am I not putting the dish drainer dryer thing on the counter? Because I think it doesn't look nice. Like, (laughs) who cares? First of all, I hardly have any company these days. Like I really haven't. And even if I did, are people going to think less of me because I have to dry my dishes? Like these are the things that are so silly. But in my head, I was like, no, it's cluttered. It, you know, it's an eyesore. And I'm like, seriously, I want my house to function. I don't want to be focused on these silly things. And like, I feel like, I mean, it's such a tiny little example, but right, you can find other examples that are bigger than that. Um, you can find other examples. Like we have a couch with an enormous hole in it and we cannot afford to buy a new couch right now. So I had to put a blanket over it for months and months and months. Now we just rearranged our furniture to put that couch in a room that's less used. So that made more sense. So now the hole is there, but it's in a room where the couch won't be used as much. It's not like our main living space. So we just, you know, switch things around to make do. Um, this isn't the time of life where I can be like, okay, we'll just get a new couch because we can't. And so it's like, guess what though? Even if I couldn't put it in the other room and it had this big old hole on it, it was still functional. I could put a blanket over the top. Yeah, it doesn't look maybe perfect, but honestly, who cares? Because as you get older and you realize like my life is more than half over most likely, and it could be 90% over for all I know. Like who knows what tomorrow brings? Do I really want to be stressed about these things or do I really even want to be focused on them? Like they are so ridiculous to me. And, you know, I've talked about this topic for years and years and years and God has made progress in my life in this area for years and years and years. But I really feel like lately I've really just been like, I don't care. You know, I think the pandemic did that to a lot of us. It's like you just realize like what truly matters most. And to me, 
I do not want to be focused on outward appearances, whether it's my outward appearance or my home's outward appearance. I want to be focused on the inside, what goes on inside my home and what goes on inside my heart. Um, So, you know, when you live more simply, again, this is not about a buzzword of minimalism and all that out there and being more organized and having less stuff and living with less. It's because I want to be truly focused on what matters most. Like I say at the beginning of every episode, the remedy for clutter and chaos is Jesus. The more you desire him, the less you naturally desire the things of this world. The more I desire him, the less I naturally care about outward appearances. The more I desire him, the less I naturally care about what my home looks like. The more I desire him, the less I naturally focus on me and the more I focus on him. And so I don't know what things are stopping you from living your full-blown freedom in Christ, whether it's, you know, outward appearances, whether it's those prideful things, whether it's um, material things, uh, whether it's people's opinions. Also, there's anxiety, right? That's a huge one that I have dealt with over the years so much. Uh, It's reared its ugly head at times, especially recently, but I feel like I've, feel like I've let the spirit now like conquer that. And, uh, you know, it's a, a battle, you know, it says in the Bible that we do have these spiritual battles. And I feel like that is definitely a spiritual battle. Every time I feel like I can claim victory, something else happens, but I really feel like I've got a handle on that because of God working in me. Again, I'm not going to say that I got a handle on it because I'm so empowered and I'm so wonderful. No, I'm not. I have no power apart from him and I have no strength apart from him and I cannot conquer that issue without him working in my soul. And when you have simplified things and you're not focused on the things of this world and you're not focused on stuff and you're not focused on you, 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 and you're truly focused on him, the anxiety naturally lessens in your life because you realize that God is in control and that no matter what happens, that he is in control, that he is sovereign. And guess what? This is huge. If you want to be free from like this bondage of anxiety, go to the worst case scenario in your head. I mean it. Like that has helped me to be like, so let's deal with the things that I'm worried that are going to happen. And what if they do happen? Because guess what? The Bible does promise us that we will have trials and tribulations. There is no easy way out. There is no perfect, you know, uh, mountaintop living all the time. Our lives are filled with mountaintop times and valley times. And if the worst case scenarios happen, I have to recognize that they still happen with a God who is in control and who has authority over all those things. And I have to recognize that, yes, tragedies are going to happen bad things are going to happen. I am going to suffer. And when you take your eyes off of the circumstances and onto Jesus, you truly can be free from that anxiety because you can say, no matter what happens, God is in control. And guess what? We know the end of the story. It's like we're in this movie right now, but we know the end of the movie. 
We know that God is victorious in the end. We know that anything that is happening, whether it feels good or not right now, that it promises in the Bible that God is working all things for good. And guess what? He's coming back someday, and that is very good. He is going to see this time that we are living in. He is going to see our world to a completion someday, but it doesn't happen until Jesus comes back and makes it perfect. So when we recognize that life will never be perfect, we will never arrive till Jesus comes back and we will suffer, it takes a lot of the anxiety away because you realize, okay, these things may happen, but I have a God who's going to walk through all of these situations with me. You know what's anxiety provoking? Think about walking through any of those worst case scenarios without the Lord. Think about walking through them without the truth of God's word. Think about walking through them without a God who is working all things for good. Now that is anxiety provoking. But if you picture those things happening and say to yourself, okay, but I have a, a God on the throne right now who promises me that he will see me through these things, that he promises that there will be a completion someday. Philippians 1, 6 says, that he will see things to completion. He is working in all things, but we are not there yet. But we have that great hope that changes everything, that will alleviate that anxiety. You know, like I said, deal with the worst case scenario things. Rather than sitting there and being terrified of them, just deal with them head on. Bring them to the Lord and say, Lord, I am so afraid of this thing happening. And say to him, Lord, I have no control of it, over it, but I want you to give me the peace that surpasses all understanding. I want you to live in me and give me strength and power. I want my life to be completely surrendered to you. Take control, Lord. Living the simple life, like I said, is not a buzzword. It is not uh, just a trend of the day or a fad. It is about living more simply so that you can live for him. It is about getting rid of anything, whether it's a physical thing, material things, or things in your soul and your mind that are hindering you from truly living out a free life in Christ. The Bible tells us we are free in him. And you know why you're free in him? Because he loves you and he's protecting you and he cares for you and he's in control. So that's where the freedom comes from. Because you know that your heavenly father is taking care of you. And that is true freedom. It is bondage to be a slave to your own thoughts. Ask me how I know. My mind can be a battlefield. And it can it can keep me so bound up where I'm not feeling joy. I'm not opening my Bible. I'm not spending time with the Lord. I'm not even praying. You know why? Because I'm so focused on me. And guess what? That's where the devil wants you. He doesn't want you to live a simple life. He wants you to live a complicated life. He wants chaos and confusion in your life. He wants division in your life. He wants anxiety in your life. He wants everything to feel out of control. Because then you'll constantly try to make control of it in your own strength. And guess what? It'll completely distract you from the Lord. But when you live more simply because you have gotten rid of material things that you find security in, you've gotten rid of um, anxiety things that you think you're secure in, right? Our anxiety stems from giving us a false sense of security. Like, if this thing happens, then I'll be okay. But only God is in control of those things. And guess what? You're already more than okay, no matter what happens to you, because you have Jesus. 
And, you know, bondage is when you're in that, uh, you're a slave to other people's opinions, or you're a slave to your stuff, right? I mean, many people are a slave to their stuff, and they're a slave to money, and they're a slave to their jobs, because they think that acquiring things is going to bring them peace and contentment. I got another thing coming to you. It's not. It just makes you more and more a slave. You've got to work harder to keep all those things. Less stuff, more Jesus. Less of this world, more of him. Less of me, all of him. That's what it's about to live more simply. That's where the freedom comes. The freedom comes living, truly living for him. I think a lot of us have one foot in both worlds. We want to live for him, but we still got our foot in this world. We still care about what people think. We still want all the gadgets and gizmos. We still want to look good. We still want our homes to be perfect. We still want to be free from anxiety. We still want good health. We still want all these things. And not saying those things aren't good, but in and of themselves, without the Lord, they're just focusing on the wrong things. They're focusing on a false sense of security. And so when we stop trying to fulfill ourselves with all those things and truly just fulfill ourselves with him, it changes everything. Don't you want to be free from whatever is tying you down today? Whether it's your thoughts, your anxiety, your uh, caring what people think, your pride, your stuff, your money, your job, your bank account, any of those things. And they, like I said, they can be good things that still bind us. Because we can't serve two masters. We have to focus on serving our master, Jesus. And letting everything else fall into its proper place from there. And when you put him first, and he is truly your only master, nothing else has the power to lord over you. You live for him. And his thoughts become your thoughts. You don't have to sit there in a downward spiral of your own thoughts. And that happens to me. I get it. But when I'm in the word and I fill up on his truths and the Holy Spirit is at work, it changes my mind, literally. It changes how I think. And when you change how you think and you have the mind of Christ and the Holy Spirit is in you, then that outflows into your behavior. You no longer desire the things of this world. You only desire the things of him. So I hope that this encouraged you today. I hope that this would give you the, um, you know, the vision of what a free life really means. And I would ask you to write down right now, write down the things that are, um, you know, uh, enslaving you. Write down the things that you feel like are hindering you from truly living free and then sit with the Lord. You don't have to go tell anybody else. Just sit with the Lord and be like, Lord, I want to be free from these things and truly desire to be free from those things. Don't live with one foot in both worlds. Don't be like, yeah, Lord, I want to be free from these things. But then your behavior shows otherwise. Commit to it. Say, Lord, I want to be free from these things. And guess what? When he works in you, you will be free from those things. Don't let yourself get in the way. One of the biggest hindrances to our freedom is our own self. We get in the way. We think we know better, can do better, and we try harder. And that's not it. It's all about surrender. So I hope this encourages you today. Surrender those things that you've been a slave to. Surrender them to him. Find freedom in Christ today. 
I would love to have you in our Simply Living for Him retreat. We're going to explore this topic so much deeper, uh, living at Jesus' feet, sitting at his feet. We're going to look at Mary and Martha. Um, Mary had a true posture of surrender because she chose to sit at his feet. And actually, Jesus says to her that Mary chose the better, what was necessary, what was needed, the better part. We're going to explore why that is. Why is sitting at his feet the better part? So if you're interested in learning all about that, you can get the virtual ticket. But really, I would encourage you to come on out in real life, spend two days with other women sitting at Jesus' feet, uh, encouraging one another. There's nothing more beautiful than when sisters in Christ come together um, to sit at his feet, to learn, uh, to get in his word, and to watch the power of God be unleashed. So I hope you would join us. Tickets are closing soon. So go to simplylivingforhim.com slash retreat and find out all the information. I hope to see you there. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.